No dead air. Sorry about that, Mutiny Radio. It's 6 o'clock. Yay! 6 o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for fun, fun times. Here at Mutiny Radio, it's time for the happy hour, the happiest of happies, of hours, and all of that kind of great stuff. Here at Mutiny Radio. Yay! You made it. You're tuned in. We're tuned in. We've got comics here. I'm going to put in some music to go behind us, which will be amazing, and it's going to be a great show, and we're going to have an amazing time all together listening to super fun stuff. I'm going to put in the fills here some David Brown, some Wayward Blues. He's going to be behind us because he is actually talented. Not that the people here are the people here are very talented too, but this guy can play a guitar like nobody's business. Uh, all right, so we're going to have a little David Brown in the fills, friends. This is when I ask all of my comedian friends to come inside. We're going to listen to each other's jokes. Just so everybody is COVID compliant, we've got little condoms up at the front for you to put on your on the mic. There's also plastic gloves in the black bag if you want that. Uh, I've got all kinds of other goodies. Keep yourself safe. Wear a mask if you feel that that's a thing. I mean, it's there's just a couple of us. We're I mean... If you're drinking something, obviously you can't wear a mask because you have, you're drinking a Fanta and you want to have your lovely orange soda and that's fine too. 
No one gives you shit for not wearing a mask if you're eating or smoking or drinking, so. There you go. That's That'll work. Chain smoking bulimic. He knows my joke. That's exciting, everybody. Yay. So again, uh, we've got David Brown and the Phils. Please um, donate if you can to Mutiny Radio. And if you can't, please, just on your Facebook, pass our GoFundMe. Please, 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 please. Help us stay alive all the way through 2020 uh, through this crazy pandemic apocalyptic smoke show that we are dealing with here at Mutiny Radio .fm and .sf. Yes, it's an apocalyptic smoke show out there. Oh, San Francisco is hot. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. So who wants to go first? All right. He's coming fresh off a great set from Washington Square Park with Mauricio, the whimsical cholo. Put your hands together for Pancake, the Syrup King. All right. Hey, listeners out there. I know uh, it's been some trying times, but you got to keep believing, okay? You got to be a true believer. Do not walk away with our orange chair. We only have one left. Okay, I'd like to uh, begin my set now. Mach 10 at sudden speed. Flying into the wind now. I'm floating at my feet. Something of likeness to you now. I spotted you in the sun. I called your name from a distance. I knew you were the one. Is this funny yet? That was Ween, Stallion Part 3. I can do the whole song, but I didn't want to bore you with uh, all the technical uh, singing that you have to do. Also, I was not reading any of that off a teleprompter. Hand sanitizer at the ready. Recently, uh, the forecast has just been smoke. So I've been trying to time my screenshots to uh, coincide with uh, the the lining of the stars. I'm, I'm looking for uh, 4.20 p.m. smoke, and it's 69 degrees outside, but um, that's you got to be in the right microclimate for that. But by the way, why do they call them micro, okay? Just say mini. Mini sounds cooler than micro. When it comes to anything, just anything, not pointing at anyone or anything. <sighs> not looking at my phone, but I'm holding it in my hand. And it's uh, better than better than sex. It's better than jaw. Shoot, I, sh I should have made a second one and then ended with better than jaw because... Nothing's better than jaw. Jaw is the way. By the way, who's been watching The Mandalorian? Yeah, me neither. Who paid $35 to watch Mulan? Anyone? I should get uh, a Mushu plushie in the mail. 
Disney, if if I'm gonna pay those prices, thirty five dollars is that like I'm I'm buying it for the community, like I'm gonna put it on a projector in my backyard, or is that for the household? What if it's just me? What if me and my roommates, me and my sixteen roommates of differing backgrounds and and uh identities well we all bought it we all wanted to see the live action mushu that's what we were in it for we were not in it to see some whitewashed mulan okay because it's always whitewashed no matter what it is crazy white asians they got keanu reeves in there yeah, half, half. That's like, is your, yeah, well, I didn't hear what you said, but you said it so comfortably that I'm, I'm right there with you. Nice dog. We got, we got people walking in. We're uh, not open to the public, but we are open. <laughs> and, oh, I don't want to forget to uh, donate myself. That's more than a dollar. And um, really, if there's anything I can leave you with, it's this. I'm Pancake, I'm the Serve King, and I'd like to begin my set now. What's behind every great man? That's right, a tax auditor. Following just, just behind his shadow at at uh five o'clock seven seven o'clock you know it's it's uh it's beginning to feel like is it is it is it nine p.m winter or is it four p.m summer i can't tell anymore also i'm dyslexic i probably switched those around uh i play magic tricks on myself i'll put a 20 in my pocket and I'll lose it for a week. And then I'll find it right when I'm about to make a bad financial decision. And that's when you guys were supposed to laugh. And that's when the horn honked because I'm asking for laughs. And it's the law, you know? I don't know if you guys have been seeing my social media, but I've been posting some... Uh, Inf uh, some would say inflammatory, some would say incendiary, some would say, como se dice? Um, <laughs> now I'm, I'm just about done. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. And listeners at home, donate what you can online. Yeah, boo you, Mauricio. Pancake, the Syrup King. Let him hear it, yay. So up there at the front, just so everybody knows, there's gloves, there's little condoms up there, there's there's hand sanitizer for whatever makes you feel safe. Um, I don't have like a technically a list. We just have a couple comics in here. So um, Gary, you want to go up next? Your next comedian, what a lovely human being he is. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion. It's Gary Hughes. <laughs> So when I see uh, <laughs> the full-blown conversation, 
When I see baristas post latte art online, it screams out to me, help, I can manipulate this foam, but I can't pay off my grad school loans. Because um, they, they manipulate the shit out that foam, but they still got to work as a barista. Uh, something that recently happened to me is pretty crazy. Uh, you ever, first of all, you ever have someone that's like trying to be very careful with their words to not hurt your feelings, but they end up hurting your feelings anyway? Yeah, you know, I had an ex, and uh, w while we were together, she liked another guy, and I addressed it. And she said, look, I like him, but Gary, I love you. And I was like, bitch, all I hear is L words, and I don't like or love it. Um, yeah, I was very insecure back in there. Something recently very, like, crazy happened to me is uh, <laughs> I, I've been paying, like, my health insurance for like since February, but everything shut down. So I was just paying for no reason. And then everything kind of opened back up and you get lab work. So I just got it like three weeks ago. Then I turned out I was positive with chlamydia. I was like, cool, nice. Yeah, it was, I'm good now. But <laughs> I told my homie and he was like, blame it on 2020. 2020 is a terrible year, man. Blame it on 2020. And I want to do that, but you can't call nobody and be like, man, you won't believe what 2020 did to me. And it might have done it to you. You might want to get tested. Uh, it was uh, it was quite interesting. He did give me some perspective because he was like, it's the quarantine, everybody's on a dry spell, and you out here catching shit. And I was like, yeah, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. So they tell you to tell people three months prior to the test. So I had to tell four different people, right? And uh, so I had to tell a girl I was recently dating, and she got it out of me because my homie, Teo, I asked him but like some advice. He was like, tell he said, tell her after dinner. People think better on a full stomach. I was like, yeah, 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 I'm going to tell her after dinner. Yeah. But she got it out of me before dinner, right? She was no, she had no problem with it. Then I had to tell a 50-year-old British woman. And uh, I meet her at the park, right? And I'm, I'm taking off her oxygen tank. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. She did not have an oxygen tank. But I sit there. I'm very, I'm a goofy person in life, but I'm very serious. It's a serious situation. So I'm telling her, blah, blah, blah. I've tested for this, and you should get tested. And she was like, oh, I'm so disappointed. I thought you actually wanted to hang out with me. I was like, bitch, did you just hear what I said? We ain't got time to address your loneliness. You might want to get tested. She's so ridiculous. <laughs> My homie Corey, he was telling me, he was more on, like, a vengeance stuff. Like, I was more like, I just feel bad, and I wanted to end with me. And he was more like, you want to find out who you got that shit from? And I was like, no, I don't want to backtrack nothing. He was like, blame. He's like, anybody you call, just think of blame. He's like, be like, call, you got to answer him like this. Like, hey, you got something you want to tell me? Do you got something you want to tell me? No? Well, I got something I want to tell you. Sit down. I was going to, I tried to tell this one girl on Instagram, I told her to call me, because this is something like, I don't, you don't want to like have a, you don't want to have a message or a proof of this. You just want to talk either in person or you want to talk on the phone. But she wouldn't call me, and I didn't want to misspell it. You know, I didn't want to be like, you might want to get tested. You got charisma. So <laughs> like, why well, I got charisma? I got charisma. I got tested. I got charisma. Yeah, I <laughs> know, right? <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. I can't believe I got, I caught it from, like, my lifestyle. And I wouldn't have got it if I was just using lifestyles. Like, that would have been very simple. <laughs> if I was just using condoms, I wouldn't have got it. I was out here double dipping. So yeah, that's the moral of this story. Get tested. Don't don't, don't be out here double dipping, y'all. Just keep one partner, and I'm gonna be clean from here on out. The one thing that made me feel good, which is something that doesn't shouldn't make you feel good, is that 
it didn't start with me. It was an STI that I got from somebody. And that should make me feel good, but they made me feel better. You know, because I know people, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> One thing that was weird is that the girl I dated and the other girl, they tested negative. So I did not really feel bad. I was like, oh, I'm the only one with the dirty genitals here, huh? Everybody else is clean. That's good. I'm happy for that. But I feel like, anyway. Uh, <laughs> it's a coin shortage, but I still have to wash my clothes. It's hard for me to get quarters. I work at a coffee shop. still hard for me to get quarters there. And uh, it's gotten to a point where I give people false hope. I was walking up to this panhandler with a dollar. He was like, God bless you, brother. I was like, ah, not so fast. Let me get four quarters for this. Please, brother, let me get two quarters, two dollars and quarters, man. You're stable in this community. My clothes starting to look like yours. Please help me out. Uh, Terry Crews, a great comedic actor, he wants to defund Pornhub. He wanted to defund Pornhub. First of all, he said defund as if it's taxpayers' dollars. Like you get your <laughs> check stub and you're like, yo, I did 20 hours overtime, but this SSI and Pornhub took a grip on my check. If you look at his past interviews, he talks about how sex, he was addicted to sex and almost ruined his life. He was like ordering prostitutes and everything. But porn doesn't make you order prostitutes if you use it correctly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does not make you order prostitutes if you use it correctly. Uh, I think, yeah, that'd be it. That's all. I appreciate it, Pam. Thank you so much. Gary Hughes, everyone. Gary Hughes. Does anyone smell gas? Everybody breathe deeply right now and see if you smell something weird. Does anybody smell? I don't have a sense of smell. And I, I don't have a sense of smell, and it's not because of COVID. It's because of menopause. But So I have no idea what. Uh, I was me. It could be, you know, it could be me. I, I had some lamb, and it could be some lamb farts. Uh, Rach, you want to go? Your next comedian. I'm so excited to see her perform. She's going to be on the 9 o'clock show with Drea Myers at the Parklet at Milk Bar. Put your hands together right now for Rachel Pinson. I really like that you're playing David Brown's music. Oh, man. Shout out to David Brown. He's like, he's a local musician that gave me a banjo. Because I, I played this lovely melody on the guitar at their mix mic called um, Give Me That Nut by Easy e And afterwards, he's like, that's so beautiful. I was like, I used to play it on the banjo until some Canadians stole it at a festival. And he's like, what? I'll give you a banjo. I'm like, fuck yeah, David Brown. And I was telling him the story about how I was like, I was like 20 years old, tripping balls at this festival. And I'm playing with this banjo. And I like look up on stage and everything's over, but there's lights. And I'm like, I'm gonna go on the stage and I'm gonna play for nobody. I'm just gonna sit on the stage and play. And then when I went, I'm like trying to keep this mask on. And then I, when I went there, I saw like this group of people and there was a bunch of people playing instruments and circled around them. And I was like, that's so cool. I was just going to the stage. So I, I go in the circle and it's a bunch of musicians playing beautiful music. And then afterwards, they were like, are you a musician? And I had this banjo. And I was like, no. And then they laughed. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'll play you a song. So I played them Give Me That Nut by Easy e And they're like, not a musician, my ass. That was beautiful. And that's why <laughs> David Brown's awesome. I'm just a, uh, hey, what's up, Jack? How's it going? You know, I'm just telling jokes on stage. <laughs> I kind of like, I kind of like wearing a mask. 
because it's like no one can tell if I have a cold sore or they can't see my double chin when I'm looking at my phone. And my boss can't smell my beer breath. At the beginning of COVID, everyone's like, man, you need to stock up on toilet paper. We're all going to run out. So, okay, I got a bunch of toilet paper, but nobody prepared me for how quickly I was going to go through batteries, you know, because I'm, like, lonely. It's, like, backordered on Amazon. They get expensive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, where was the shit I was going to say? Huh. Hmm. I didn't think of myself as a tool. Like, you know, like, you're, you're like, oh, that person's a total tool. I'm like, I don't think I'm that bad. Like, apparently having sex with me is just for utility purposes. So I'm double thinking that. <coughs> Man, I was, like, born. Like, I live in this body. I live in this body. I've had to have it. Like, this is just what it comes like, you know. And I've had these, like, double Ds since seventh grade, and it really sucks. They're heavy, man. I don't want to have kids. I'm like, why do I have to carry this shit around? You know, I'm, like, I'm afraid of jogging because I think if I start jogging, my tits are going to fly up and smack me in the face and give me two black eyes. Then everyone's going to want to beat up my boyfriend, and that's not fair. Sometimes I don't want a bra. I don't wear a bra because I want him to sag. Like, I want him to get lower and lower and lower. And then, like, one day I'll just, like, throw him over my shoulder, <laughs> and then my back won't hurt as bad. You know, I realize that summertime just means that everybody's aware of boobs, whether I want them to or not. What really sucks, though, I, I, re I learned there's this thing called runner's high. Like, if you run a bunch, you get high, apparently. That's something I'll never have. And I love getting high. And I'm like, fuck, that sucks. <laughs> That's some new shit I think I wanted to work on. Um... Yeah, this is weird. I usually don't even have a notebook. So uh, I've been watching a lot of murder documentaries, but specifically about the Golden State Killer. Have you guys heard about the Golden State Killer? He, like, for 20 years, he, like, he was a serial rapist and a murderer. And, you know, the, the comedian Patton Oswald, his wife, Michelle McLamara, had this, like, true crime blog and she was the one that figured out that it was the same person. The cops were looking for him because he was one of the cops, you know? So she found out that all of these murders were connected and they were the same person. So she wrote a book and then she died. She died before the book came out, man. So she didn't know that she was the one that solved the murders. And before he started murdering people and he was just a serial rapist in the 70s, these women would be like, oh, he cries in the corner. And he's like, fuck you, Bonnie. Fuck you, Bonnie. I hate you, Bonnie. So we know who the Golden State Killer is, but I want to find out, like, the real question. Like, what did Bonnie do? Like, what did you do to this man, Bonnie? Like, wh wh what were you dressed like? What did you say to him to make him such a monster? Like, were you the reason he was, like, deployed to Vietnam? Were, like, were you the reason his dad beat him? I don't know. But it was the 70s, and you know it was definitely Bonnie's fault for all of that. For all that. I got invited to a dinner party recently, but it wasn't a dinner party. It was the Donner party. I wasn't going to stay, but there was still free food. I don't know if I love lesbians or just the way they taste. You know? I used to watch what I eat, but then they stopped letting me babysit. Oh, I don't mean to lecture you guys about cannibalism, but <laughs> I'm just thinking that zombie fetishes would be cool. You know, they can, like, bite people. You can tie them in the corner with a muzzle. 
they can like wrist you instead of fist you and they pull it off. Is this the zombie love awareness meeting? Like, am I in the right place? Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> and I, uh, oh man, um, my next joke, I don't remember. Do you remember what my next joke was, Jack? Do you, do you remember what my next joke was, Pam? Do you, do you remember? What was it? It was 9-11, you guys all forgot. Oh, all right, how to get that hack joke out. Left Rachel Benson, that is a stellar joke to land on. But um, <sighs> landing a plane, I don't know what kind of, land in, I don't know. Uh, Rachel, yay, hey everybody, go to Milk Bar later and go see Rachel Benson at the nine o'clock show. There's a seven o'clock and a nine o'clock show. It's going to be really exciting. We're here at 7 o'clock, too, with the outdoor show. So thanks for that. Right now, I'm so excited that he's here, and every time he rolls up from, like, wherever, and he's a plumber, and I want him to fix the Mutiny Radio bathroom. Can you fix us? Can you fix our sink? Um, he's super funny. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Rob Edwards. Yay! So completely cowed is my searing palsy will that I've nothing to arrest my slide towards everlasting nil. Good, man. How y'all doing? Good. You know, today's the day. Never forget, right? Never forget. This day, 19 years ago, Jay-Z dropped the classic album, The Blueprint, and it is still a hip-hop classic to this day. You know what I mean? And Al-Qaeda blew up some buildings. Never forget. Did he drop it on December 11? Yeah. Oh, 2001. Huh? Oh, I'm, I was talking about Jay-Z, The Blueprint, the album. And then 9-11 uh, happened the same day. Yeah. That was the joke. Yeah. Oh, no, I was saying, like, they were both playing. They were both playing. <laughs> yeah. It did. It melted. It was the, the fire. The fire bar. So fire, it melted. Yeah. They were listening to it in there, too. It's fucked up. So much heat. So much heat. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Mm. We're working on that one. I like, oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm working that out. Anyway, uh, let's go to another joke. Uh, Trump has called a lot of women nasty. I've always wondered why he didn't call Stormy Daniels nasty. Yeah. I've seen some of her videos for research purposes for this joke. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She is, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be an insult because, uh, you know, she does get down and dirty. Uh, Let's see. Why else I want to work on? Uh, you know, it's the dark. You know, times are rough. You know, apparently, like. Hey, oh. you know what? I'm sorry. I hate to do this, but Rob, you're the biggest person here. Can you go tell the guy with the weird glasses on his head who roofied me last week to get out of here before I fucking call the cops? Tell him he is not allowed at Mutiny Radio ever again. You are big and you are strong, and I trust you. Tell the guy with the blonde hair who fucking roofied me, and I'm not going to say his name, and he's so lucky because we have him on fucking film. You fucking cock-sucking piece of shit. Get the fuck out of here and never come back to Mutiny Radio, you scum-sucking pile of dog shit. 
and I'm not going to say your name because I'm not going to call the police because I'm a nice person, but you roofied me. He roofied me last week. I have him on fucking tape. There were five people in the building, and now he's been fucking identified. So get out of here before I call the cops, you stalking motherfucker. Rob, you can start your set over. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just didn't want to have to go out there and confront him myself because it's like my fucking attacker. Okay, yay. You're so big and wonderful. Everybody, put your hands together for my savior, Rob Edwards. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, never forget, right? So there was a fire that got started over a fucking, uh, was it a gender reveal party down in SoCal? That shit's wild to me. First of all, gender reveal parties are stupid to me anyway. You know, like, if you're going to, you know, like everybody knows what it's going to be one or the other. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, it's, if you're going to have a reveal party, like you're giving birth to like a Yeti or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're giving birth to Bigfoot, bitch? This is something I want to come and see. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you burn down the countryside for some shit I already know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, I don't know. It just it seems fucked up, man. Uh, I've been on Instagram a lot lately because <coughs> there ain't shit else to do. You know, I see the captions. You know, some of them I don't really understand. Uh, one of them's like, uh, thick thighs save lives. Have you seen that one? <laughs> when did they start doing that? I wasn't aware. You know, is that like a requirement to be a fireman or some shit? Like, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, like, they're not, there's nobody with, I mean, I guess Wonder Woman had thick thighs, but I think it's more her Amazon strength than really the thighs. I don't know. I don't know. It just kind of trips me out. I don't understand it. Like, that's, I feel like it's an exaggeration. That's like me calling my hand an attentive and passionate lover. Like, it's not. I just, I jack off from time to time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's an exaggeration. All right. I don't know. Uh, you know, rough times, you know. I heard, uh, you know, suicide's kind of going up, which is fucked up, you know. I've been, you know, I've been, I've been pretty low sometimes, you know. I have, I've never really considered suicide, though, but I have considered not fighting off a homicide, if that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if it was going to happen to me anyway, then I'm like, you know what, this is a good stopping point. I'm, I'm okay <laughs> with this. You know? Like, I wouldn't go to jump in front of a bus, but if a bus were coming right at me, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't move. I've been there before, but... All right, that one's all right. Uh, let's see. So, uh, uh, how many of you have ever wanted anyone dead? How many of you? Is it just me? Just the just the There you go. Speak your truth. <laughs> all right, they're gonna show up at the fucking door. This is, oh, this is on airwaves. Oh shit. Oh, this is on the radio. Oh, we done fucked up now. Uh, anyway. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, I don't know, man. I'm like, I'm like white boy crazy. Like, I'm not just going to run up and shoot you. You know what I mean? Like, you're going <laughs> to, you're going to wake up in some kind of like saw machine. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> would you like to play a game? You know, I wouldn't say it like that, though. I put my own little swagger to it, you know, like. It's game time, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> say that shit like Samuel L. Jackson. You gotta hit the motherfucker just right. You know what I mean? Just to, you know. I don't know, man. You know, people don't know the work that he put into that shit, too. Like, Jigsaw, like, you know what I mean? Like, he, I don't know. I got the mind for that shit, but I don't have, like, the engineering background. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, you know. 
Like, he went to MIT or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, I got to... Once I get through with these classes at the University of Phoenix, motherfuckers are in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... Yeah. It's a lot that goes into it. He had to have a lair. You know what I mean? And you got to get, like, minions. I'm too big and black to be kidnapping people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not... It won't work out. And for that, you know, I would need, like, a business loan. And, you know, getting a loan is going to be difficult when you're tall. I mean, they said they're colorblind, you know what I mean? So I'm assuming it's a height thing. I don't know. I can't get it, you know, because you got to have a lair. You can't be chopping people's arms off in the park that's frowned upon. You can't really <laughs> pull that off. So I don't know. Where am I going to get minions from? If from a union or do I just pick them up at Home Depot? How do I do this? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anything else? Uh, I don't know, I got that's all my new shit really. Hey, fuck it, I'm good with that. Keep clapping for Rob Edwards. Yay! Great set and he took care of business. Yay! For the radio listening audience, I have a big loud voice, but I'm only like 5'4 and I weigh about 118 pounds. <laughs> and so I always get scared in phys any kind of physical confrontation. I'm still a little shaky just because I'm so angry that he came back. Just the hubris of that, to be like hiding in plain sight. I'm just so flabbergasted. I, well, I put, the, I put it on Facebook, and then he even commented on my thing, saying like, gee, that looks like me, but it certainly wasn't me. I don't have money to drug myself. And it's like, and then he showed up. Yeah. Yeah, Pam has known him for years, and that's why Pam kept saying that can't be the person, that can't be the person, because I can't imagine that my friend would do that to me. Like, I love drugs, but I don't like that drug. That drug is bad if you've been drinking. GHB, hey, da -na -na -na, the more you know, just so people know, GHB is a fun recreational drug if you do it alone, and you really shouldn't be drinking alcohol 12 hours before you do it ever, because there's a synergistic effect between alcohol and GHB that's really, really dangerous, and you can actually die from, like, respiratory distress. So, da -na -na -na, if you're going to do GHB, do it responsibly. You do, like, a capful, and you only do it when you haven't been drinking, and then it's like six beers, and that's all you do. And like, if you're an anorexic, it's a great, great drug. <laughs> okay, who's next? Mauricio, Jack? Put your hands together, everybody, for Mauricio, the whimsical cholo. Fully understand the pain of roofing, man. I roofied myself accidentally, and I woke up on Ernest's floor, man. So I was dead, yeah. All right, my name is Mauricio. If this set sucks, my name is Murad, Kevin Renner, Butch Escobar, uh, Arjun, and Butch Escobar. All right, cool. All right, cool, man. Yeah. Push it in. Oh, there you go. Oh, man. Push it in, huh? All right, man. I haven't had sex in a while, so so I apologize for that radio universe. Yeah, I've been actually thinking a lot about relationships, man. It's like uh, hearing everyone always whine about their exes and stuff. Like, I really don't like relationships. So it's like I love being alone and just jacking off to my Sally Field poster at home, you know? And then I can focus and write jokes till 4 a.m., man. I love doing what I love to do whenever I want to do it, right? Uh, it's like one of the biggest hurdles that I have to get over is that I'm addicted to, like, lesbian sex, you know? 
Like, there was one time where I had a threesome with two women, and I was like, I can't go back to just one girl, right? That really tainted everything for me. I love lesbian sex so much that one time I went to this lesbian store in Seattle called Babeland Toys, and uh, I went in there and, like, looked at their magazines, right? And uh, they were like, get the fuck out. And I was like, why, man? I'm here supporting you. <laughs> and, then I, and then I was like, oh, you know? And, uh, and I was like, you and Kathy together in my head. Come on, man, I'm supporting, you know? Uh, I love lesbianism so much that I jacked. Uh, I watched the movie uh, Boys, Do uh, Boys Don't Cry for All the Wrong Reasons, you know? Like, I remember watching that movie, and, like, they get Hillary Swank has that scene where they're, like, on a couch or something, right? And I'm kind of like this. I'm like, all right, here we go, man. Now it's a movie, you know? And then she gets murdered, and I was like, um, well, I got to finish, you know? Oh, yeah. Watched it for all the wrong reasons, you know? Yeah. God damn it. I remember I jacked off for a week when I saw the hours, man. Just and it, it just had three kisses in it. You know, that's enough to turn me on, right? You know? Uh relationship stuff. I wonder how I'll figure it out. Uh I do like thinking about like the I don't know, it's like exes, right? Uh one thing about running into exes, I, I remember like running into my ex and I remember like being like not mad at her, but mad at my own brain for showing me all the great times that we supposedly had, you know? Like, that's what fucks me up, right? It's like my brain will be like, oh, man, do you remember when you two were, like, running together through a meadow, you know, holding hands, and then you fell on top of a pile of flowers? You kissed her, and you were like, I love you, and then a deer ate out of your hand? And I was like, I don't know what the fuck a meadow is, you know? Are you serious? I'm like, brain, this really happened, and my brain's like, and there was sunshine every day. I was like, it was fucking Seattle. I swear there was rain. I was like, do you see what you're doing to me, brain? Now I have to do cocaine, jack off to, like, uh, Celine Dion and cry, you know? That's what I gotta do, you know? And I've been there, man. I've been sad like that, right? I remember one time I was so sad that, like, I put, like, a piece of glass up against my wrist and I was like, she was the one. Fuck, you know? That was the greatest two weeks of my life, right? <laughs> but then my brain, they gotta have a minority brain because my brain was like, Mauricio, you're not white enough or listening to Green Day for you to be doing this shit, you know? <laughs> So I did what every self-respecting minority should do in America. I jacked off and I passed out. That's it. That's how you do it. You know, that's how we do it in the streets. Right, Hughes? Yeah, damn right, man. <laughs> we out here. I always like to talk about the one time where, like, uh, I thought I was, like, really against love. I was like, I don't like crushes. I don't, I don't love crushes at all. I'm completely against them. If you get a crush on somebody, it's most likely not going to work. There's a lot of studies on this. It has to happen organic, right? Fuck crushes, they will lead you down astray. But I remember one time where I thought I was losing the love on the inside, back in my cocaine days, and I was wearing like Urban, uh, Urban Outfitters jacket, you know, and Urban Outfitter aviators. I was doing cocaine like all the time. And, I, and, I, and there was this one year where I was like fucking, like I could get any girl. I was that guy. I was like, holy shit, you know, this jacket really transformed me. I changed, you know. And I remember uh, this one girl who was really into me, like, she invited me to, like, hang out with her, and I was, like, doing my whole cool man swagger thing. When we went to this, like, Tequila Tuesday thing, I was even, like, hitting on, like, the bartender with, like, her breast showing, you know? I was, like, I wasn't even focused on that, right? So we get to drinking more and more, and she grabs me and takes me back to her spot, and I throw her onto the bed where it feels like rape but gentle, you know, like Mexicans do, no condom, right, you know? And then I'm in my head, this is, I was loaded with so much ego, I'm having sex with her, and I'm just like, damn, Mauricio, you're a pimp, you know? And then uh, slowly but surely, she starts, like, whispering some loving words in my, in my ear. And uh, I start feeling a different emotion in the middle of it. I was like, oh, shit, am I falling for this girl? I was like, no.
Oh, damn it. All right. Uh, I'm Gary Hughes. Thank you. Finish it. Finish it. Just, uh, I just wanted to hear it. Oh, hear it? This, oh. Means, this means a minute. So you a still minute. have a minute. But I just, the thing went out at y on your punchline. It's all I'm over sorry. the place. I know. It's like I lost my train of thought. Uh, and you're yeah. thinking in your head. You're thinking then in I, your then head. I, oh, at I'm first, so I started so thinking awesome. like Jay-Z was playing in my head. I'm like, damn, you are a pimp. Then it became One Direction acoustic. I was like, shit, am I fucking falling in love? And I was like, no. And my brain steps in. My brain's like, do not fall in love, man. You're a very talented comedian, man. This is going to waste you. You're going to waste fucking time. Do not fucking do it, okay? And then my heart steps in. He's like, oh, man, Mauricio's growing up. He loves a little love, you know? And my penis was like, oh, 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 you know? And then, uh, and then my brain ends up like this. Uh, he goes... That's it, man. I see what you're doing to him, you fucking hard. Remember what you did to him with that fucking blonde chick? You know, the hippie girl? It's like, don't worry, man. I'm going to destroy you, and I know how to do it. Mauricio still hasn't done heroin. <laughs> and then I opened up my eyes, and I was like, I love you. And that's what got me back to being loving. You know? All right, my name is uh, Gary Hughes. Thank you. Mauricio! Exciting stuff. Um... Hey, thanks for all being here. Stay socially distanced. I don't want more than 11. We're still at less than 11 people in the room, right? Okay. Hi. Hi. I just want to make sure there's like less than, I just want to, can we get a count on the people in the room? I want to make sure there's less than 11. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's safe. Hi. Are you a comedian? Okay. We only, we might not have time. We only have 18 minutes left on the mic because the mic starts at 6 o'clock and like when people show up at 6.20 and kind of expect to get time before 7, it might or might not happen. Um, but so you want to kind of try to show up on time, everybody, at 6 o'clock. But we only have now 17 minutes left. And um, our thanks for donating. Uh, up at the front, you can uh, help out Mutiny Radio because we're trying to stay alive. We also have a GoFundMe. You can check that out. But up next, clap your hands together, everybody, for Jack Ferguson. What's up, everybody? You hear me? Is it working? Cool. Um, I'm gonna take this off. I, uh, you know, uh, drunk driving is a big problem. It's a big problem that I have. Uh, <laughs> can't stop doing it. You know what I mean? It's so convenient. Also, like the thing about drunk driving is like super dangerous, right? Have any of you guys? Have, do you guys have a DUI? You seem like maybe. No. Okay. <laughs> is that? <laughs> Guy just drinking from a wine bottle in the front row. Um, it's dangerous, right? Driving drunk is super dangerous. Uh, the thing they don't tell you is that it's super fun. It's like you guys know, like being drunk in a bar—that's fun. Fucking cruising down the highway, listening to tunes—that's fun. If you combine those things, there's a compounding effect. All I'm saying is if you're ever in like a rural area where like there you're not going to hit anything and if you do probably a low IQ individual uh just try it, you know? That's all I'm saying. Um and the thing about drunk driving, I'm going to keep going with this. Uh <laughs> like it is like for some of you maybe have done it before out of necessity and you're like it wasn't that fun. I was super nervous I was going to get caught. Because that can make you nervous, because it is a very serious crime, uh, and you don't want to get caught. But that anxiety goes away after you've done it a couple times, right? 
like once you gain experience with it, you sort of learn to let go and not literally, you should keep your hands on the steering wheel, but like you learn to let go a little bit and you gain confidence. And uh, that's all, you know, that's what I, that's that. Uh, I'm kind of a bro, kind of a uh, bro-y straight guy. A lot of you can tell just from hearing me talk. The way that, uh, the way that us bros, and most men in general actually of my age, greet each other, there's something called like a bro hug, right? You guys know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about, right? You dap the person up. You know, and you say, hey, I respect you, but I'm a threat, you know? <laughs> Hit them with your shoulder, show your strength. That's the way that men interact with each other, you know? Like, hey, I love you, but don't get too close, you know? Because <laughs> I'll hurt you. And the reason we do that is because men can't get too close to each other, you know? Emotionally, we have to stay distant. Like, we'll tell each other that we love each other, but we won't say it like we mean it, you know? We'll be like, hey, I love you, bro and like your chin goes up, you say it like with a higher tone of voice. You say it the same way you say fighting words, like, hey, I love you, bro, hey, back the fuck up, bro, you know? It's the same, it's the same tone. And that's because if you were to say, hey, like, I love you, bro, like, seriously, it would be really weird, you know? Like, be like, hey, I love you, man. Just like, <laughs> it's weird, right? I mean it, you know? Girls will say it all the time like they mean it. Girls will be like, hey, I love you. And they don't mean it. That's, <laughs> that's the thing, you know? That's the problem. Girls, girls also love to invent science. Have you noticed this? They'll invent mostly psychology. Like, they'll read one self-help book and, like, act like it was written by a scientist. Like, these, there's a new thing called love languages, <laughs> which it's, like, supposed to be science, but it's not. It's just, like, and if you look at what, like, you guys have heard of love languages, right? Universally, it's, like, girls on Pinterest talking about them. And there's, like, five love languages. Two of the love languages are just active service and giving gifts, <laughs> which is, like, that's just doing stuff for you and buying me stuff, you know? That's not a fucking love language. That's just stuff that everybody likes, you know? Like, and also, most of the people that you do those things for, uh, you, like, it's not really treated as an act of love, you know? Like, just because I buy you something doesn't mean that you're going to accept the fact that, I don't know, this is just personal shit now, but, um, <laughs> um, there's a certain age, yeah, thanks, man, the, that's, uh, there's a certain age that you get, like if you reach a certain age and then you die, uh, people stop like feeling sad for you. Have you noticed this? Like if you say like, hey, my grandma died, people will be like, oh, that's horrible. And then they go, how old was she? And you say, oh, she was 98. And they go, wow, that's pretty, she had a good life, you know? <laughs> like they're just, they stop being upset and they're just impressed. They're like, 98? You know, she really, she was a fighter, huh? They don't know anything about her, right? It's like she was in a medically endorsed coma for the last 20 years of her life. She's a vegetable. She's a 98-year-old vegetable. We were just keeping her alive because we didn't want my brother to get a inheritance. Um, uh, the, the last thing I'll talk about, and there's a theme running through this set. You might have noticed it. It's really difficult to make women come. Uh, they, and I think the reason for that, like everybody knows the best way to do it is to eat them out, to go down on them. 
but there's no real strategy or plan of attack that they nobody can tell you. Like the number one thing that you get told as a young man for like eating women out is like just make the ABCs with your tongue. You guys heard this? And that's a ridiculous piece of advice. Saying make there's no like saying make the ABCs with your tongue is just like saying do random shit with your tongue, you know? Because <laughs> there's no common pattern to the way letters are formed. It's just chaos. Just perform. Just apply chaos to her pussy and hope it works. You know? That's all it is. All right. Thank you. I'm Jack Ferguson. Yay! Yay! Jack Ferguson applying chaos to the pussy. That's very very funny. Yay! I'm playing chaos to the pussy. Um, your next comedian, I've recently met him at Mauricio's outdoor shows in uh, Washington Square Park, and he's just a lovely human being. And thanks, thanks for being here and just hanging out. You, you gotta, yeah, you gotta tell me your name and like sign up. I don't, I don't know you, but oh, yeah, I didn't know. Well, kind of. Like if I don't know you, you have to like introduce yourself to me because I know all these people. So it's like every Friday and Mondays. Mondays at six as well. Yay, Garrett, yay! Thanks for being here and checking it out. Hooray! Your next comedian, I met him uh, just recently on a couple of Mauricio's shows. He was going by the name Snapshot, but really, his name is Bobby. Yes, Bobby D. Hey, what's up? Yay! How you doing? Yay! Have uh, you heard the latest news, ladies and gentlemen? There is no longer any spitting allowed in baseball, which seems ridiculous because that's like saying there's no spitting on Brokeback Mountain. How are they going to do things? It's just not gonna be the same again. You know, things are just not the same again. Do you remember when we used to use those cliches? We once upon a time ago used to say, all for one and one for all. Now we just say, stay six feet away, get away from me. Mm. We used to say, remember when grandma used to say, time heals all wounds. Now we just say, no end in sight. Sorry, remember penny saved is a penny earned. Now we just say, where the fuck is my stimulus check? I still have not gotten one. Instead of cat got your tongue, we just say, put on your mask. Instead of grass is always greener, we just say, the forest is on fire. And instead of read between the lines, we say, wake the fuck up. Thank you. All right, uh, other things. You know, we've gotten used to phrases in this time of a pandemic. Isn't it lovely? The apocalypse. It's, uh, but after the pandemic's over, there's going to be phrases we're used to using we're not gonna be able to use them anymore. It's gonna be different. Instead of social distancing, we'll just say, what time is the orgy tonight? <laughs> Instead of uh, new normal, we'll just say, this sucks. Instead of, I can't complain, we'll say, I need a haircut. <laughs> and instead of, God bless America, we'll say, God help us all. Yeah. Oh, and, and instead of President Trump, we'll say, inmate number 666. <laughs> Fuck that motherfucker. <clears throat> It's, uh, let's see, one other, oh, instead of Black Lives Matter, we'll just say white people suck. <clears throat> Have you heard the latest other news? Girl Scouts are now finally joining the Boy Scouts, which is fine, but I'm worried they might feel a little left out when it comes to that whole bukkake circle jerk thing after the campfire songs. It, might, it could be a little odd, awkward. You know what I hate? No pants day on the BART. Anybody been in no pants day on the BART? Why do I always have to sit next to the guy who thinks it's no underwear day? So disgusting. Uh, let's see. Uh, top five songs, really, really quick. Top five songs I never want to hear again as long as I live. Number one, 8675309. I called that number. It's not Jenny. It's some dude named Vinny. And boy, let me tell you, he hates heavy breathers. <clears throat> so don't call that number. 
number two on the songs I never want to hear again as long as I live, Stroke Me by Billy Squire. Why am I always hearing that song when I'm in the cucumber section of the grocery store? <clears throat> number three on the songs I never want to hear again as long as I live, Hello by Adele. No, please. She's calling. I'm hanging up. Not again. <clears throat> number four on the songs I never want to hear again as long as I live, um, how about uh, Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears. Look, once was enough. Please, no more. You like that one? <laughs> nice. Have you ever noticed, uh, I live in the Tenderloin, have you noticed everybody uses the word hey all the time? But it doesn't always mean the same thing. It depends on the tone of voice they're using and uh, who they're, you know, who's saying it. If it's hey, it just means can you spare a dollar. If it's hey, it means do you want a date? If it's hey, it means who stole my wallet? It's hey, that means you cheated at Domino's. And if it's hey, that means you, hey, stop looking at my girlfriend's ass. And if it's hey, it means get out of the street. You're blocking my Mercedes, damn it. Oh, and if it's hey, 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 that's just Fat Albert. He comes by and again, don't worry. <clears throat> what do you get when Jabba the Hutt rapes an Oompa Loompa? Right, the most impeachable maniac on earth. <clears throat> what is the difference between Trump and a New York sewer rat? Well, that New York sewer rat has a hell of a lot more integrity and much mintier breath, that's for sure. <clears throat> what is the difference between pain and suffering? Pain just hurts. Suffering is something only Melania Trump knows when she goes to bed at night. A minute. Everybody keeps saying, fuck the police, fuck the police, fuck the police. But I disagree. I would much rather have the police go fuck themselves. I would rather fuck a firefighter. He's so much hotter. <clears throat> Why do Scottish and Irish men play the bagpipe all the time? Because when you drink that much Guinness, you'll give anything a blowjob. Besides, we love to wear outfits that require no underpants. All right, thanks for your time. This is new to me, but I'm having fun trying it out. Have a good night. Thanks, guys. Peace and love. Used to be a Hotel Utah regular on Monday nights, which was very exciting. We have an old regular from the old, old days. Before any of you assholes started comedy like nine years ago, there was a whole group of us. Gary Hughes is one of them, and your next comedian, she was one of us too. Put your hands together. I haven't seen her in forever, but it's Sierra Frost. Yay! Hi. Hey. I haven't been doing comedy since that nine years ago, so, like, don't, I'm not, like, a nine, I'm not a nine-year-old comic. I'm, like, a, I'm 30. Hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi. Uh, also, my name is not Sierra Frost anymore. It's Sierra Hager. Um, yeah, but, okay. All right, I'm going to start now. Sorry. Hi, fam. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm getting divorced, also, so just, <laughs> I'm just gonna go. Should I go? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Okay. Okay. Oh my fucking god. Okay. Okay. Teenage mutant Barbara Streisand. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna do some impressions. Okay. So first impression. This is my impression of a German person. Again, my impression of a German person. Okay, that's it. <laughs> um, I've been learning German recently, um, and so this is like a conversation on a CD that um, I've been learning or whatever. It's it's basically what you do if you if you don't speak German, 
and you go to Germany and you have to talk to someone, this is the conversation. So here it is, you go, um, Entschuldigen Sie, verstehen Sie Deutsch? And then here's the German person. Oh, no, 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 sorry, sorry. Verstehen Sie English? English, verstehen Sie English? And the German person goes, Nein, ich verstehe kein English. And then the English person, uh, um, Danke, tschüss, auf Wiedersehen. And that's it, that's the whole conversation. Thank you. Um, this is another impression. Um, I was reading the newspaper recently and there was an ad for um, a book festival. Um, so this is my impression of a person at a book festival. So stupid. If your dog wears socks, I hate you and your dog. All right, so the song I wrote. Um, upstairs neighbors vacuum all the time, vacuum all the time, vacuum all the time. <laughs> I got sunburned on a cloudy day. Some songs. Um, I was driving through the middle of the country recently for COVID, um, and I have some alarming statistics to share with all of you. Uh, one is that every single day, 500,000 people wake up and decide to continue living in Wyoming. Um, also, I feel like the states have really dumb names. Like, why are we, like we're just gonna pretend that Michigan is a fine name for a place? What's a Michigan? No, I don't think so. Um, and we're all just fine with the fact that like 1% of baby carrots taste like shit. Why? And then, and why do they have some of them just like a little butthole? What's that? You know, like just a little brown ring on the end of a baby carrot and we're fine with this, that's fine. I think maybe that's all my jokes that I have. <laughs> Thank you guys for hanging out with my like first uh, open mic ever. First divorce open mic. Oh my God, so glamorous. Yay, How did she do it? Sierra, Thank you. Yay. She's back, yay! Sierra, used to be Frost, yay! So are you back? You're back to comedy? You're gonna be around? Oh, well, thank you for coming and being here. You, she used, we used to hang out at Brainwash all the time and all that awesome stuff, so that was, that was, those were amazing days. It's so sad Brainwash closed, like, in December of 2017, and I know it's still empty. It's been laying fallow. I thought someone should do an open mic out there with, like, a, like a little portable PA because they've got benches still and all that shit. Hey, Mauricio, you should do an open mic out in front of Brainwash because there's still all those benches and parklets and shit, and there's nobody... There's all the businesses are closed. So, oh, I have, I have, I have secret plans too. Okay, so we are gonna take a little break. We're gonna listen to some David um, Brown while I set up for the outdoor show. Please, 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 um, don't roofie anybody's drinks. 
And also, like, don't, the thing about Mutiny Radio is we really can't have drinks, so if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. I know, too many rules. Do you know how many rules there are during COVID? All of these outdoor shows, with like masks and just everybody, everybody be cool. No, I know. I re- do you remember back in the day, Dag? Desire. 
you're listening to David Brown and the Phils, he's really talented. We're going to get started with this comedy show really, really soon. All right. I don't drag myself down in front of baby. Lord, of these whiskey bottle blues. All right. My buddy Ant gave me this amazing hat. Too soon? Too, too soon? Too soon. Ant gave me this. It's not me. It was Ant. He made this beautiful hat to commemorate this scary, awful day. Um, and it is terrible. And the smoke's in the sky. And it's like, I remember. I'm not going to forget those poor people in, in uh, L- L.A., in New York, that had to breathe all that stuff. Like, I feel your pain. But. Not really, I wasn't there, I don't know. Sorry. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I actually am really sensitive about it too. I actually read, did before we get funny, I will say if you wanna know anything about it being a, com- a com- oh God, I hate this XLR. Be careful with the connection people because it's stupid. Um, there's something that you can do if you wanna really know what happened when the Twin Towers fell. There's 412 first person narratives that were recorded by the New York Times and they're still available online. And every EMT and firefighter that survived, they had to talk, and doctors. So there were like 412 of them. And they talked and they, and it's a non, some of it's redacted, like some stuff is blacked out, but you can read them all. And you will clearly see that there were explosives under that building. Anyway. There were, I mean, if you read all 412 of them, seriously, you'll come up to your own conclusions. And that's what I did. I was like, I'm just going to read first-person narratives from everyone who actually survived from there. And that one about this one doctor, and he can't see anything, and he gets all these people. Like, it's almost like The Walking Dead. It wasn't even real. Like, it's such a heroic story. Like, he's like, 
I was blind, I couldn't see, but I found this person. I grabbed, I was like, you're coming with me. And then they grabbed these other people and they all like came out together and they made it finally to the ferry. It's a really beautiful story. Anyways, that was the doctor in the middle. 9-11, never forget, yay, always remember. All right, oh boy, this XLR cable is gonna give me trouble tonight. Hey, thanks for being here. Yay, clap it up for yourselves. Clap it up for being socially distant. Oh man, I might have to switch microphones, honestly, because it's, see, look at that, oh, it's just, it's too touchy. It's just too touchy, isn't it? Uh, I have a, I have a billion XLR cables, it's fine. I just have to pull this one out and switch it and maybe put on some music before I put on the next comedian so I don't like fuck up their shit. Oh, 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 shoot. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's because I was riffing, it's supposed to be a clean show. No, it's just that I was being myself for a second. I'm so sorry, like that's how I talk in real life. I'm so sorry. I'm the worst, I haven't even, I just, when I'm myself, I swear a lot. So this is really hard for me every week to like do, I mean, it's not hard to do jokes that are clean because it's a script and that's fine. Like, we make it look like it's not a script. <laughs> but, it, I mean, it really, like, is pretty scripted. So whenever I go off script, you have no idea what I talk like in real life. Like, listen to the beginning of this podcast. Oh, dear Lord. When I go off on the guy who roofied me last week, it is insane. Like, I'm in there screaming. Wow. The words that come out of my mouth sometimes, I'm like, how did I, when did I learn those? I was raised Christian. You know what I mean? Who taught me those words? Does everybody remember when they first heard the F word and did you know what it meant? Did anybody, does anybody remember? Do you remember? How old were you when you heard it for the first time? Five. You spilled Kool-Aid on the carpet and your parent went F word. Right, exactly. Because of the Kool-Aid. Well, you can swear because you're not on the microphone. That's absolutely fine. Five years old. And did you ask them like, what does that word mean? You knew it meant something. Yeah. I think I was like in sixth grade and I had no idea what it meant. I'm still confused. I still don't know what it means. Do you remember when you first heard it? No? Birth. I used to nanny, I used to nanny small children and there is nothing cuter than a three-year-old running around saying the F word. <laughs> Especially when they're not copying me. I'm like, your parents suck, but they pay me lots of money. <laughs> I love being a nanny. Yay. All right, let's get this show started with your first comedian. We're going to be, you know what the best thing about being a nanny is? The cheese drawer. Oh, my God. People in the mission that you nanny for, they have like nine kinds of cheeses. I'm not even getting nine kinds of cheeses. I will nanny for you all day long. Are you, you pay me 15 bucks an hour. I've got access to your cheese drawer. Cheese is expensive, isn't it? I don't know. Right? They're losing money on me being a babysitter. They're like, what happened to that midnight moon? I'm like, oh, yeah, I like that. I like that, uh, uh, what is it, the fennel pollen. I like the, I like the fennel pollen howda. See, they call it, it's not gouda, you idiots. It's howda. That's how they say it in Holland. All right, your first comedian of the night. He's a really funny young man, and uh, I'm excited to see what he does tonight. And it's clean. Everybody remember that it's a clean, clean show. Oh, we're going to switch the cable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to switch the cable. And, uh, yeah. But we're going to bring up Billy Sullivan. Yay!
All right, Billy Sullivan, everyone, yay! Rookie shit. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa, right? First out of the box. Right out of the box. All right. We get every PG-13 movie has is allowed two shushes. You know what I mean? All right, we're going no stand for this one. All right, friends. Mutiny Radio. Mission. Here, wait. Let me put this condom on. Bummer. Here we go. All right, friends. How we feeling? Oh my gosh, this sucker. Uh, we got any SF locals here? Didn't think so. What? Yeah, my man? Oh my god, what do you think of that pointy thing that you can't see because we're all gonna die? What? Oh, oh, somebody else said it, but they're not recognized. I forget about it. Whatever. We're back to the pointy thing. So that thing, um, as a local, I've come to realize that if you were born um, before it was built, you hate it. If you were born after it was built, like me, I was grew, grew up in the shadow of it. I love that thing, you know. But if you're really stupid, you think it gives you cancer. <laughs> I personally, though, I, I think it gives you cancer. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I think it gives you cancer. I don't know. I mean, what... I've heard enough boomers from around that area go, oh, Mary Ellen Grace had colon cancer. She was the healthiest woman I knew. No, 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 no. Mary Ellen Grace ate a 40-ounce ribeye every day and smoked a cigarette afterwards. Oh, God. There's been a roofing, guys. There's been a roofing. I'm bummed out about it. Uh, in general, that's not cool. I'm also bummed out about it because the last person to touch the cup besides the said roofier was me. Uh, it is on camera. Not a sick thing to be caught with on camera with, but um, here's the thing, though. N haven't been accused one time. Not once. And the reason being, luckily, luckily, because... I've only been asking the women, the victim in question, for date rape drugs for the past three weeks. <laughs> and she has been flaking on me. And it's like, if, <laughs> if I was going to do it, she would have to be involved. No, yeah. Wow was right. Wow was right. Oh, yeah. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Mauricio. I'm back, right? We're back. Oh, man. I uh I took too much uh I took too much of that LSD and I I'm I think I'm at the devil. He was a uh he was a white dude smoking a Camel Crush. And he um yeah, oh, no, who who's smoking Camel Crushes out here? No, please nobody. Well, anyway, no, no he was watching the Milwaukee Bucks game on his Galaxy cuz he had the over. I was like, "Oh my god." Are you going to ask me to sell my soul? And he was like, no, nah, you already did that with the drugs. I was like, oh, what a bummer. Why'd you come here? He's like, all right, well, I just came here to let you know that that jewel you've been, you've been hitting, uh, it's the same stuff we've been pumping in laser tag arenas the whole time. <laughs> and he pooped and he left. Ping! Gone. Insane. 
Absolutely insane. Who would have thought, right? The de the devil. Um, what about uh, what about on a more serious matter? How about uh, how about God? I'm glad we I'm glad we got the Avengers guys. That got me through the uh, the good old fashioned American Avengers. Um, I thought of a a funny concept. What about what about the Soviet Avengers? What would that be like? If you think about it, like. Just imagine, like, a group of, like, kind of, like, misshapen, goofy, like, ah, we've come to save. And they, like, actually say they do it. They save the day. Like, Russian industry, it, it works. But they they unfortunately have to use the Russian standard of uh, classification. So they execute the Russian Avengers every time they save the world from an apocalyptic event. Uh, Putin, he's a brutal man. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a funny concept. I'll rearrange that into something funny later. One minute. One minute. Thank you. Hey, dog. Oh, hey, person. Oh, yeah, no, it's okay. Oh, lit. Let's meet up in like 20. Let's see what you got. I'm dry, my guy. I'm dry. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, but, um, I, uh, I'm, I'm glad, uh, I, I just... I know it looks like I came out here to shoot up your school, but I swear I didn't. I swear I did not. I came out of here to make you laugh, and I kind of did, and I'm happy about it. Thank you so much, Pam. Woo! Here's your host. Cover your drinks, everybody. Billy, everybody, yay! Yay, and then yay! Yay, Billy Sullivan! Huzzah, thank you all for being here, this is very exciting. I'm still hearing a buzz and it's making me crazy. I'm such like a sound weirdo that I'm, I hear it. Do you hear the buzz? Is it making crazy, just me? So, uh, and for the comedians, there's fresh mic condoms inside and gloves and um, hand sanitizer for whatever your safety needs are. Uh, your next comedian, she's uh, such a doll and a great friend. And we actually were at this super fun open mic on, was it? A Tuesday night at behind a strip club. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but it, there were just three of us, and we just told embarrassing stories about our lives. So I know her so much better, and you're going to love her just as much as I do. Put your hands together for Jen Garcia. Yay! Hi, guys. How are you? Yeah, you got to put on the mic condom. No worries, this is my first clean set. Thank God it's not my, it's not a sober set. Otherwise I wouldn't be here tonight. Um, I got roofied one time, it was gnarly. Very surprising. Very surprising. So I went to visit a bartender and I actually just ordered soda, water, and lime at the time. This is before my quarantine alcoholism had kicked in. And I smoked a joint with somebody that I kind of knew and then I had a seizure at the bar. Yeah, it was gnarly. And the ambulance came and I was on a stretcher being rolled out of the bar. I was that person. And I realized this while it was happening, and I was like, this is either a really low point, or I should just start a whole new, like, rock bottom list of goals. 
Like I'm just like I should just give blow jobs on Bart or something. Is that clean? I feel good about it. <laughs> Let's see, what do I got for you tonight? Uh, I always text myself because I love myself. <laughs> and I can't remember a thing. When I first started comedy, I actually was, was misdiagnosed with pseudo-dementia. And I was pretty sure that I should have just told my primary care how much weed I smoked. You know, when it comes to dating, I wish I could find the right type of guy. Um, you know, I want to date the type of guy who will feed me barbecue in a bathtub. You know, grown men would fall in love with that, barbecue in a bathtub. Instead, I'm like the type of chick, right? Fun. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> no, I so close, I recovered, okay. Um, <laughs> whew. I'm gonna do this five minutes, all right. Um, no, but instead, I go for guys who like vomit at the bar, on the bar, and then light that vomit on fire. That's a true story. I have my bachelor's, but I party like I have my GED. That's also true, but I'm bump. And that's all I got for tonight. Sorry. Hey, Jen Garcia. Those are her clean jokes. I know her other ones. They're about enormous dragon things that you put into your girly parts. See how I made that clean? Yeah, right? That's what she talks about all the time. It's good. It's good. I love that joke. Uh, thanks for being here. Yay, Jen Garcia. Yay. Thanks for clapping. Thanks for being here. Uh, your next meeting, I'm see you on the list. Oh, I'm 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 such a jerk because I didn't like tell you when you were going. Yeah, I was gonna put you up now. Is that okay? Uh, surprise! He's one of our featured comics tonight. He's gonna do a longer set. I'm so excited to see what he can do clean. I hang out with this guy on Mondays at Alameda, uh, at the David Dominguez's um, ballpark open mic thing there, and I've seen him not be clean so I was like I was like so you can work clean and he's like yeah I like a challenge I'm like yeah let's do this here we go everybody put your hands together and slap them in a slappy like motion it's Adam Close Sorry about that. It's, it's true. Sorry about that. I am Adam Close. The rumors, the rumors are true. Thank you for the enthusiasm. Uh, you guys remember that show on MTV Next? Uh, that show was awesome. My favorite part about, if you don't know the show, it was one girl would go on a date throughout town, and whenever she got bored or fed up with the guy she was on the date with, she would say next, and they'd bring another guy on the show. My favorite part of the show uh, it would go like this. It'd be like, hey, what's up? My name's Adam. Uh, I'm from Milpitas. I'm really excited to go on this date. I, I, I've heard a lot about Jennifer or whatever. And then he'd walk on the bus, 
and the girl would be like, next. You'd <laughs> have to thank you for being more open to my comedy than those cold-hearted women. Um, yep. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm half white. Uh, if you're wondering what the other half is, it's obviously white. Come on, look at me, guys. Extremely white. As a white, they make me watch UFC. And uh, UFC uh, is perplexing. I'll explain why. It'll be a cage fight, a one-on-one -on -one cage fight to the death. It'll be a white dude named Shane from Arizona with a tribal tat. And he'll be, <laughs> Mauricio knows the type, uh, outer mission, that's the Excelsior type. And uh, this dude will be fighting like a, a Brazilian guy with 17 names, a tactician. A ding, 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 one of these guys, right? And they'll be in a one-on-one -on -one cage fight in the octagon to the death. And the Brazilian guy will kick the white guy in the head and kill him. And the announcer will go, unbelievable! And <laughs> That's not how you use that word. Because it's remarkably believable that the dude would kick the other dude in the head in a cage fight. What would be unbelievable is if this dude Shane got up there and said something thoughtful. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I hope I tricked you into thinking that I'm doing okay for myself. Uh, that's the whole goal in life. Uh, you might have thought maybe I own a house in the Sunset District. Uh, it's pretty nice over there. Maybe you thought I had a house on the East Bay in the Rockridge District. I'm sorry, I hate to disappoint. I rent a duplex in Hayward in the Chainlink Fence District. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I live in the barrio. Um, I know it's the barrio because we have free-range chihuahuas in my neighborhood. Uh, <laughs> they do whatever they want. Uh, my neighbor's girlfriend has a license plate frame that says, only God can judge me. And I disagree with that, because <laughs> judging by her weight and the state of her house, she's a big fat hoarder. <laughs> and I'm definitely not God. I'm just some dude that used to work at Outback Steakhouse. Thanks a lot, Gavin Newsom. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's, that's daddy right there. He's 6'4". I remember being 6'4", right? That was fun, way back when. I'm tall. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I told uh, my mom I was going to quit my job, and I grew up on a cul-de-sac, so I expected a lot of blowback from that, but she was cool about it. She was like, you work at Outback. Uh, it's awesome that you have direction in your life, finally, for the first time. You're going to do something. Uh, my father is a commando. Uh, that had a big influence on my upbringing. Uh, my dad was never in the Navy. He just doesn't own underwear. <laughs> Not even one. Uh, what else we got? Yeah, so I do work at the steakhouse, uh, or at least I did, and I would, um, I would eavesdrop on people's conversation because I need content, and I'm lazy, and I heard this guy telling these older women, I mean, they, they were MILFs, uh, and he would, is MILFs good? Is that the acronym? Like to, like to have fun with? I don't know, and, uh, <laughs> And so he was like, but he was kind of like bragging to him. He was like, yeah, I haven't gotten pink eye in over 10 years. But the dude was 47 years old. And I'm like, that's not good that you had pink eye in your late 30s, dude. Get your life together. Definitely don't brag to these nice women uh, at the Daily City Outback about how you haven't had pink eye in over 10 years. That's not cool. Trust me. I know what cool is, guys. All right, I got this outfit from H&M. Right. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I think we should make fun of people that get divorced more because you messed up. I didn't want to go to Napa. My, my lovely wife didn't want to buy a $400 bridesmaid's dress that she's never going to wear again, that she got $80 on offer up for. She didn't want to do that. We definitely don't want to be here at brunch listening about how you guys grew apart over the last 18 months. That was a big deal. You guys ever been to Napa? I live in Hayward. They don't even allow me to go in. and I got to go through Vallejo. <laughs> nah, uh, I'm from the South Bay, you know, Milpitas. Holla at your boy. Uh, anybody from Milpitas out here? Of course not. It's a small town, of course. <laughs> um, being from the South Bay, I feel like I can be objective about these sort of things. Um, I've always known San Francisco is the most beautiful city to look at from like Berkeley. Because <laughs> this fucking gross down here. You want know how you give directions in the city? You're like, uh, you go uphill on market because it's uphill all the way. It's for just forever uphill. You go uphill on market. Oh, wait, I can't even do that one. It's about feminine hygiene products. Oh, yeah. So you go up. You guys, you guys know the directions. Yeah, you, you, go, <laughs> you go uphill on market until you see the out-of-body tampon, and then you make a right, and that's how you know that uh, it's time to go back to where you're from. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of vulgar. Johnny Depp knows what I'm talking about, guys. Johnny's <laughs> We are on 21, we are on 21st Street right here. That's cool that you're at your own stomping grounds. What a nice connection. Oh boy. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's everything I gotta say, guys. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's up with cop cars these days, guys? When was the Crown Vic not good enough to write tickets? Why do cops drive Dodge Chargers? That's a really cool car. Are you gonna steal my wife? Why, why do you have such a cool car? Why do you need a Ford Expedition? Are you going to tow a boat to the crime scene? I think it's a huge misuse of taxpayer money, which is the real message here, guys. All right, Adam Close, I'll let your boy guys. <laughs> I just got a text from a friend who lives in Boston. He said he was listening to the show right now, and he said it's nice to hear my voice. So hi, Casey McNeil. Yay, thanks for listening. He was on the fifth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Hopefully we'll have a sixth. I don't know. Is the world going to fall apart? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Are we all going to die? Yes. That's actually the answer to that question is yes, we will all die. That is one thing that we know is true. And that, yeah, eventually, or whenever, you know, it's fine. We're all, I'm, I'm going to smoke a cigarette. It's going to be fine. Uh, your next comedian, I'm so excited that he's here. Uh, all the way from the East Bay, he's traveled all the way for you here on the corner. Uh, and remember, all the safety things are here in however way you feel. Uh, put your hands together, everybody. It's David Coker! Yay! <laughs> Thank you, thank you. So I really appreciate everybody coming out here. 
just like I hope you appreciate that I put on my outside sweatpants for this. <laughs> Quarantine's been rough. Before all this started, I was six foot four <laughs> and handsome. Now I look like something that lives under a bridge. But in reality, it's worse than that. I'm from Bakersfield. Been watching a lot of TV lately. Don't like those kid cooking shows. No normal 10-year-olds into cooking. When I was 10, the only thing I cared about was not getting hit by my mom. <laughs> There's just something off about these kids. Like, I'm willing to bet the only reason they got into cooking was so they could poison their parents. There's no diversity on these shows. Like, you never see a kid from the trailer park on MasterChef Junior. That's probably because it's really difficult to make chicken cordon bleu when you're on food stamps. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm married. It's going all right. She's always using that phrase, we're a team. But by that, she means that she's LeBron James. And she's been trying to get me traded for a while. <laughs> we went on vacation last year, stayed in a hotel. So you know that I thought I was going to be getting that bomb hotel sex. So that night I go to make my move. And her excuse was that she just wanted to enjoy her vacation. <laughs> Can you believe that? She turned down sex with this an average-looking white man. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Charles Manson. <laughs> oh, where was I? <laughs> Marriage has really changed me. Growing up, I never thought I'd live in a house with so many decorative pillows. You know, single Dave and married Dave are very different. Single Dave rode a motorcycle, wore a sweet leather jacket, drank Jack Daniels right out of the bottle. He's a cool guy. Married Dave, on the other hand, he wears socks with his sandals and is just really excited about the farmer's market on Saturday. We met online. I messaged her first. I don't trust the type of woman that would message me first. I just automatically assume they're either a serial killer or worse, have kids. <laughs> My wife and I, we're getting to that age where all our friends are starting to have kids, but it's still not perfectly clear if it's on purpose or not. So I never know whether to say congratulations or that sucks. We don't think we're going to have kids. I'm disappointed enough in my own life. Man, I don't have the energy to be disappointed in somebody else's. Like, I shouldn't be somebody's dad. I'm better suited for the shady uncle role. You guys know the guy I'm talking about. He sells weed to the local teenagers and keeps asking when your friends are going to turn 18. So I'm going to get serious. This probably isn't a surprise, but my parents are divorced. 
<laughs> you know how they're supposed to tell you it's not your fault? This one's definitely on me. But still, it was rough at first. But my mom bought me a PlayStation 2 to make up for it. So overall, not a bad deal. You know, we were lower middle class before my parents got divorced. So after, instead of one mediocre house, we had two crappy houses. And I must have been going through a bit of a phase around then because uh, I shot my brother in the face with a BB gun. Yeah. It's one of those things I still feel bad about, but to be fair, it was a nice shot for a 12-year-old. <laughs> My mom got remarried, so I have a stepdad. His name is John, which is the second most stepdad name a man can have. First, Mike. Your name is Mike? What are you doing here? You have kids at home. It's really difficult to get Christmas presents for your uh, parents when one is married and one is single. Every year for Christmas, we get my mom a gift card to California Pizza Kitchen. Because to her, that's peak class. Forget a nice steakhouse. She wants disgusting pizza made by a 16-year-old. <laughs> Here's the problem. My dad's single. We can't get him the same thing because that's just an invitation for him to go eat by himself. <laughs> so like I said, um, I'm from down south, small town called Taft, California. It's a tiny redneck community, type of place where everybody knows each other. My family, we were known as the family with teeth. <laughs> just to give you an idea, Taft is the type of place they would declare it a city holiday if you built a new Walmart. There isn't much diversity in these small towns. For instance, I pass as Asian. <laughs> Guy came up to me and said, you Chinese? And I said, no. Is it the tattoo? And he goes, nah. You've just got really tiny eyes. Thought that'd do better. I'm going to end on this one right now. Oh, I'm not lighting you. I'm just oh, taking pictures. Gotcha. OK. Well, this will be. Okay, uh, I've never been good at anything, obviously, but I went to one of those schools that believes in the participation award. So we're at the end of the school year awards assembly and my teacher starts handing them out. She calls the first kid and I get, uh, or she, she gets best grades. Everyone claps. She calls the second kid. He gets most athletic. Everyone claps. Then it's my turn. I'm finally going to be recognized for being good at something, or at the very least, the least terrible at something. So she calls my name, and I go to the front of the class. She gives me my award, and my award was the oldest kid in the class. <laughs> the only thing I was good at was being born before everybody else. I'm uh, getting older. I'm not handling it particularly well. But with age, I figured out that I can get away with giving pictures of myself as gifts. <laughs> so I'm officially the biggest jerk you know. That'd be like if I came to your birthday party and said, guess what I got you? Me. <laughs> My sister has kids. And so every Christmas, every birthday, I'm getting pictures as gifts.
She doesn't realize a grown man can only have so many pictures of children that aren't his. Before people start asking questions. And listen, I love my nieces, but they all look like little girl versions of Jack Nicholson. I'm not putting that shit on my wall, oh, crap on my wall. <laughs> so I'm gonna end on this one. I'm, uh, I'm into drugs. Not doing them, mostly just reading about them. <laughs> Drugs really have the ability to bring people closer together. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that's why I never had many close friends. <laughs> I never really did drugs. I drank. But everybody I drank with ended up punching me in the face at some point. Like, I don't have the personality for drugs. I'm the type of guy who would do a little bit too much cocaine and call the cops on himself. It's like the time I smoked a little bit too much weed. And I freaked out because I saw a scary painting. <laughs> I'm not trying to brag, but things are going pretty well for me. Graduated top of my class recently. Thank you. That's pretty impressive, right? Even if it was from rehab. I was also drafted number one overall in our rehab basketball league. I'm the only one whose tremors didn't affect his jump shot. So I'm a, uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic, and it first hit me that I might have a drinking problem when I was scraping together change to buy 40s of Miller High Life. Ironically, at that point, Definitely living my Miller low life. <laughs> I think when you try to buy booze with change, the cashier should legally be required to ask if you're all right. <laughs> Being in rehab for alcohol really gets you zero street cred. Like, I was in there with dudes who did unthinkable things for heroin. They aren't impressed by a guy who just really likes Bud Light Lime. That's been my time. I'm David Coker. Thank you. That was so awesome and so poignant and true to my life. My dad loves Bud Light Lime. That was David Coker. I love drugs. I'm the person that, I'm the person you were, no, I don't, I don't do that many. I, that's so funny. That was so great. David Coker, everybody, keep clapping. Yay! I'm a big stoner. Uh, you ever smoke so much weed you forget how your own shower works? <laughs> ah, it's hot, it's cold. It's like Airbnb in your own home. I live, uh, it's cat litter on the floor. I'm paying a lot for this place. This is crazy. Cool. Um, so I've got this little like donation bucket up here, which would be amazing because Mutiny Radio is trying to stay alive through COVID and it's been really hard because like everything just got tanked like blah, blah, blah. So um, anything you can give is super amazing. Or if you're one of those digital people that deals in like zeros and ones in the atmosphere, we are, uh, we have our Venmo. It's Mutiny Radio, all one word. Now here's the funny thing. There's a Mutiny Radio FM. That's not us. That's somebody who hates me who set up a Venmo to like be mean which is like why why I know and I got roofied last week it's like no I don't get it I'm like why do I have enemies I'm such a nice person but if you say that you're nice that sort of belies your niceness doesn't it like when you <laughs> I promise I'm really nice 
I am a witch, though. I, I appreciate everybody's pronouns, and I don't know what yours are, but I'm a witch, and I identify as us and we. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going with. No, I'm just a witch. It's cool. Yeah, kickflip your way into my heart, baby. Yeah! Your next comedian, he's a lovely fellow. He's going to be on the show that's going to be next Wednesday. We have the first show next Wednesday at Asiento at the Parklet. Asiento on the corner. It's going to be at 7.30 on Wednesday, and you can reserve your table through Eventbrite. And there's six tables, and there's going to be a comedy show, and then it's going to be awesome, and you're going to have a good time. But right now, he's gonna—he's on that show, but you're going to have a good time with him right now. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Jack Ferguson. Yay! Yeah, What's going on, everybody? How you doing? Doing all right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> look at this. You know what this is? This is called building rapport with the audience. Yeah, he's a good guy. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I feel like the full ridiculousness of what's happening right now is just hitting me. Like the sky is on fire. And we have a giant pandemic. Like if you were to like sh take a picture of this and then show it to someone a hundred years from now. And then, like, try to explain and be like, yeah, so there's like a pandemic and that st whole state was burning. And this guy still thought pursuing comedy was a good idea. <laughs> like, he still thought there might be a world in which this becomes a viable, pr like, pr thing to do <laughs> in the next millennium, you know? I don't know. I grew up right here in the Bay Area, I uh, grew up in the Bay. It's weird for me because it's a very liberal area, right? And I have a Republican bone structure. <laughs> like even when I was in fifth grade, kids would be on the playground like, don't talk to him, he's a cop, you know? <laughs> Snitches get stitches. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I am very liberal though. I, like if I could vote to the left of Bernie, I would, you know? Like he's just a little too hard line for me. I do think there's some things about Republicans that seem kind of fun though, like guns. Like I'm... <laughs> I'm, ag I'm against people having guns, for sure. But there are some situations where having them worked out for everyone, right? Like, there was a mass shooter who went into a Texas church and tried to shoot it up. Which, first of all, pick a better place to do a mass shooting, you know? Like, in the like, list of places where people are going to be re like ready to defend themselves, a Texas church is, like, top of that list, you know? So he walked into the church. He, like, got off one shot. And then in 2.9 seconds, he was immediately shot by a volunteer security guard who is 100 feet away. He got him in 2.9 seconds on his first shot, which is amazing. That guy's a hero, right? He was also too ready. <laughs> you know, 2.9 seconds on your first shot. You know, like I didn't realize John Wick was working volunteer security at a Texas church. And yeah, you stopped a mass shooting, but you also became the number one suspect for the next mass shooting. <laughs> you know? Because if that guy snaps and loses it, no one's going to be like, oh, what were the signs? Uh, I don't know. How about the time he domed someone in a house of God without even blinking, you know? And like, I feel bad for the other people who have to come back to the church on the next Sunday with fucking volunteer Magoo standing at the front of the church. Oh, I apologize. Now I heard it. Yeah, that's my one. 
She got me. All the people in the church are just like walking on tiptoes, trying not to drop a Bible and make too loud of a bang, you know? His hand is twitching. He got the guy in the head. He shot the guy, he shot the guy in the head. And he said in an interview afterwards, I'm still talking about this. <laughs> he said in an interview afterwards, the reason he shot him in the head was because the rest of his body was blocked by civilians. So at 100 feet, with 2.9 seconds to aim from, you know, on his first shot, he still, like, he had, he was six inches away from hitting Betty, who brings baked goods every week, and he still took the shot. That's a shot that, like, snipers in movies don't take, you know? So that's why I'm liberal, but I think it'd be fun to be Republican, you know? Uh, somebody already talked about the UFC, right? It's a comedy show, so... <laughs> It's a bunch of white dudes. Uh, <laughs> we like the UFC. Uh, I like the UFC. I don't like the fights, though. I like the interviews afterwards because they make the loser do an interview. So they make someone who just got beat up by a professional fighter do an interview about what just happened. And I don't know if any of you have ever been beat up before, but you're not really in a mood to answer questions afterwards. It's like Conor McGregor, uh, in the second round, it looked like Khabib hit you with a, an upper hand right, which is a punch I made up, and uh, <laughs> that doesn't exist. And you kind of were, it looked like you were a little bit staggered when he hit you in the second round. You were kind of, you know, you looked like you were a little loose on your feet, and McGregor is like, <sighs> You're the second round, um, Uh, or one minute. I think I was pretty much at one minute already, though, right? <laughs> what was going through my head? Uh, I think his hand. That was the punchline. Um, it's okay. Uh, do you guys, uh, you guys do acid? Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah. You seem like you've done too much, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you seem like you're. You just, you don't even, you just are acid, bro. <laughs> I think acid's cool, but I, sometimes people take it too seriously. Like, sometimes people have religious experiences while they're on acid. They're like, yeah, man, I dropped a couple uh, tabs of acid the other day. I talked to God. I talked to God, and they think it's real. It's like, do you know how screwed up people are when they're on acid? You know how incoherent you are? God doesn't want to talk to you when you're <laughs> like that, you know? He's not going to pick the one moment when you can't answer a question to be like, hey, seems like a good time to have a conversation with them. The only reason God would talk to you if you're on acid is to stop you from doing something ridiculous while you're on acid. Like, oh, I have to go talk to Jack. He's going to take a dump in the flower pot again. <laughs> Got to stop him from doing that. Listen, that's kind of a weak note to end on, but I am going to do. These are the jokes that I'm, these are the ones that I'm working on. So if you want to get any of the real ones, come to the show on Wednesday. Uh, I'm Jack Ferguson. Have a good night. Jack! Oh, do you want to take your condom with you? You just throw it away or whatever. I mean, I'm so not scared, honey. <laughs> I've been dealing with existential dread since I was 17. Every day is gravy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <gasps> yay, life is great. Um, so there's this little bucket, and I can pass it around, or I can shake it like this and be like, oh, thanks for being here, and this is super awesome. And um, do you guys know why Californians can't have guns? because they're always triggered. 
buy everything. It's all triggering. I can't say anything anymore about like building seven. Everybody's triggered. Who pressed the trigger on those explosives? Am I right? Building seven. Sorry. It is the day. We should acknowledge it in some special way. Look, I'm rhyming like a poet. I know. Wow. Oh, three snaps in Z formation. <laughs> uh, you guys, I realized that uh, no one will give you crap for not wearing a mask if you're eating or smoking. So now I'm a bulimic chain smoker, which is so much more healthy. Thanks, San Francisco. And I smoke so much weed. I smoke so much of everything. And I used to worry in the city where I blew my smoke. But now your child is wearing a mask. <laughs> so I don't care as much anymore. Uh, we have like two minutes left that's it Kyle can you do three minutes of clean can you do it all right hey he was here he's here he's ready he's gonna do three minutes of clean I'm so excited to hear it put your hands together everybody our last comedian of the night a special secret guest Kyle Morrissey yeah welcome to don't tell comedy everybody all right um, I thank you this is great I uh, forgot that it was 9-11. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I always forget. <laughs> I, it, I mean, <laughs> it just sneaks up on you. It's been 19 years. Like, 9-11 uh, uh, wasn't even the worst part of 9-11 for me. Like, it's been, it's been 19 years since 9-11. So that means it's been about 13 years since the last time I had to sit on the porch with my mom lighting candles listening to Imagine by John Lennon. <laughs> like, yeah, Ima I hate that song. Imagine, imagine your son thinking your generation might have had something to do with this, mom. <laughs> Sorry. <I laughs> um, there was something that happened on, it's just going to be three minutes about 9-11, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the note that we're ending on. Um, I uh, there, there was something nice that happened on 9-11, though, where... It didn't really, this is the biggest thing, this whole COVID thing is the biggest thing that's happened since 9-11 to our country, except we didn't get to be nice to each other after. Um, when 9-11 that actually happened, that actually happened, every, there, it was for like a week, but like there was this big outpouring of love and people who would never normally mix like got along, like... I don't know, the, the lady in line at the grocery store was incredibly kind to the cashier, like... Catholics and Presbyterians got along, you know? Like, Muslims were nice to... That guy, that guy messed up my punchline. 